um, is a young guy. He was uh, quite young when he got interested in chess. And he kept losing in the early, early years of his life, but he did not give up. And he kept pursuing his passion for chess. So much so that eventually he became world's second youngest grandmaster at the age of 13 years and four months. He's a current world chess champion in all three formats. There are three formats of chess. There is rapid, blitz, and the regular format. Blitz is super fast, rapid is fast, think of that way, and regular is regular, a game that can last anywhere between three hours to six hours. And chess is a game of extreme focus. That's all chess is about. It is about brute calculation, a lot of intuition, and just focus. Those who can outmaneuver the other in terms of their focus, being able to stay on one line of calculation for long periods, are the ones who win over their opponent. And this is what he has to say. His name is Magnus Carlsen, originally from Norway, I believe. And he was trained by Garry Kasparov. I believe all of you must have heard of Garry Kasparov. He was the former chess champion. Here's what he has to say, two quotes from him. Some people think that if their opponent plays a beautiful game, it's okay to lose. I don't. You have to be merciless, he says. The second quote, I can't count the times I've lagged seemingly hopelessly far behind, and nobody except myself thinks I can win. But I have pulled myself in from desperate situations. When you are behind, there are two strategies. Counterattack or all men to the defenses. I am good at finding the right balance between these two. Yesterday, somebody asked about what to do when you're insulted or how to protect yourself, or how to be nice to others, yet you protect yourself. See, sometimes you have to attack, and sometimes you have to defend. Sometimes you put all your energies into defending your position. Sometimes you put all your energies into counterattacking. So if somebody comes at you with their wisdom and knowledge and tries to dominate you, tries to intimidate you. At that time, you don't have to, you know, walk away with your tail in your legs. You can face the person if you have knowledge as well. But you can only do so if you have that knowledge, if you have that wisdom. Otherwise, intimidation will come on its own. Ultimately, knowledge wins. And that's the first thing. But what to do when sometimes you, the person across you is plainly stupid, put it this way, right? They say never argue with a stupid person because first they will bring you down to their level and then they'll beat you, to, beat you with their experience. <laughs> 
So putting your point forward is not the same as having an argument. I don't ever remember having any argument with anybody my whole life. I say this is what I have to say. If you like it, good. If you don't like it, good. In professional situations when tomorrow you will work in other companies and make go on to make bigger decisions in your life, things won't be as simple. Sometimes you'll have to stand your ground. And this is what you have to remember that doesn't matter who is sitting across you. And please pay attention to this. I'm going to tell you a really good point now. They have the same God in them as the one who lives in you. So there is absolutely no difference whatsoever. So when you see somebody who intimidates you or whose presence is intimidating or whose competence overpowers you, at that time you just remember that the God in me is talking to the God in this other person. Therefore, I have nothing to fear. And the other thing I used to remind myself that this guy hasn't paid my bills till date. When this guy was not in my life, I was going just fine anyway. So it makes no difference if I won't have him as a customer or as somebody in my life after the next 10 minutes, I would still go on. So when somebody comes to you and exerts their authority on you, at that time you have to ask yourself, is he paying my bills? Is he paying my rent? Is he paying for my education? Is he buying me a Ferrari? No. Then why do I care about this guy? You know, it's okay to listen, but it's not okay for somebody to tell you off. And that's the difference. It doesn't matter who you are approaching. I once read a beautiful quote. In fact, I used it in my MBA uh, main presentation. It said, every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up and says to itself, I must outrun the fastest gazelle or I will starve to death. Every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up and says to itself, I must outrun the fastest gazelle or I will be starved to death. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up and reminds itself, I must outrun the fastest lion or I will be eaten alive. You with me? It doesn't matter whether you are the lion or the gazelle. When it's sun out there, you had better start running. When you go into unknown situations, at that time ask yourself a simple question. What do I have to lose? There is nothing you can lose. If you have nothing to lose, then what is your fear? Fear is always of losing something, whether it's losing life or losing an object or losing your prestige or esteem or whatever. If you don't have anything to lose, I'm not saying you don't have any respect, if you don't have anything to lose, you have nothing to fear. And it's not always about right or the wrong answer. The same answer 
when uh, same question when you think about it differently can have multiple answers there was a teacher in class and she said name uh, uh, an animal that starts with the letter e and johnny got up and said elephant teacher said that's right okay name an animal that starts with the letter b he said big elephant <laughs> She says, shut up, you know, I need a proper answer. And um, so somebody said, bull. She said, okay. And then she said, okay, name me an, 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 an animal that starts with the letter R. And Johnny got up again, really big elephant. She said, <laughs> she said get out of my class. You're not going to be sitting here. And he gets up, packs his stuff. He says, that's what I was waiting for to get out of class anyway. So he starts to walk. And teacher resumes her class and says, okay, name an animal that starts with the, starts with M. And just while going out, Johnny said, maybe, really big elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the wrong answer, right? It's not the wrong answer. Come on. It is the right answer. <laughs> but it's just the wrong context. And context is always in the mind of the one who's asking the question. If I ask you, name two days in a week, that starts with T, what would you say? Johnny said today and tomorrow. <laughs> so Johnny thinks differently, right? And as they say, winner don't do different things, they do things differently. So it's that difference that makes every individual a unique person. And you don't have to be somebody else. You just have to be you because you're already born with that uniqueness. When we try to be somebody else, we keep killing that uniqueness and we keep trying to fit ourselves in a frame that is not for you. You find your own frame, so to speak. A, a very, very sweet uh, kid came to me today and said, I want to play football. And can I? My parents don't support me, he said. I said, how often is your class for football? He said, I have to play every alternate day. And it's two-hour class. And he said, my parents tell me, you will get fever and you will get sick. Why do you want to go out and play in the sun? Come and sit in the comfort environment of your home and study. I said, no, you go and tell your parents, I will study, but I will also play football. Because maybe this child is designed to play football. Maybe his magic is in football. Maybe it is in the field. Maybe it is not in the books. And maybe if you pursue your passion, you may not make so much money in life, but at least you'll be happy most of the time. You know, you will look at other people who will be smarter, richer, or you know, better than you, and at that time you would think, oh, I wish I had also studied. But you would also discover that if you have your passion, you will keep going back to it. In your moments when you're down, when you're depressed, you will just simply pursue your passion. And when you will do anything serious, when you will do anything meaningful, when you will do anything that matters to you, 
people will call you a geek or nerd and all those things. But that doesn't make an iota of difference. And here is what Bill Gates used to say, the man you heard today. He said, be nice to nerds. Be nice to nerds. Chances are you'll end up working for one. You know? <laughs> be nice to nerds, chances are you'll end up working for one. Non-nerds work for nerds. So when somebody says to you you're a nerd, you tell them you can give me your resume once you finish your degree and I will consider you. <laughs> you gotta have that conviction, you know. But whatever it is that you want to do, it cannot be an escape route then you won't succeed at any of either studies or your passion. It has to be because you're absolutely passionate about it. It can't be an escape route that since I don't like studies, maybe I can do something that is easier. Nothing's going to be easy if you really want to do it properly. Anything worthwhile doing comes the hard way, simple as that. If you are not lazy, then you will have the courage and the energy to work hard. If you are not shy of working hard, then no power can stop you from succeeding.